Welcome, fellow human, to the Disorganized Productions Podcast. The show that fuels your spirit, ignites your potential, and helps you become the best version of yourself. I'm your host, Rob, and each episode will embark you on a journey to unlock the power within you, tap into your limitless potential, and conquer life's challenges. Yeah. Oh, I'm doing fine. How about you? I'm well, thank you. Oh, you just came in, right? I just what? You just popped in. I just popped in, yes. Yeah, just like me. Just I've like five been... minutes home. <laughs> I've not been waiting. Yeah, no. I have. How are you? It's it's a, it's a long time. It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. So. Uh, Podcasting, doing my own stuff, getting shit done, as I would say. Getting shit done. <laughs> uh, yep, I did, and I still do. So my uh, my course that I have is still, uh, well, it's getting more and more people that going to get in, so that's good. That's brilliant news. Yeah, and that's all about um, where we met uh, at the Business Accelerator, right? Exactly. So what happened to your life after that? So when was that again? I'm trying to think. 2019? The end of 2019, I think. 2019, was it? I'm kind of on the back. It feels like so bloody long ago, doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah, since then, there's been quite a few things going on, but really like launching my business and, and getting that off the ground and propelling that has been the main thing. Um, so... It's been an exciting journey, but 2019 was like lockdown, wasn't it? So like, yeah, God. Yeah. I, don't, actually, I think I just launched my business then. It wasn't actually in full swing or anything. So yeah, lots has happened in answer to your question. <laughs> <laughs> as I'm sure it has for you as well. So yeah, it's bumpy road. Make bumpy a- road? Bumpy road sometimes, yeah. But yeah, in life you need that, right? I'm going to set up my camera a little bit more properly. I love it. Really yeah. Pictures of us. Do you mind if I take some photography with pictures? No, no. Please do. To promote. So my hair is good, right? Is your hair right? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Great. This is going to be a fun chat. So what? tell me what you most want to get out of this as well, so that I'm aware um doing the things um that you have to do like putting up the marketing putting up the website we worked with squarespace at that time yeah and it was something that i um i figured out a little bit but not that much and as brian said to us it's just like just do the stuff that we're going to tell you and it's going to be okay and uh so yeah doing all that stuff and uh, eventually, when I had my course, um, I did the uh, the webinars that they expected that that we should do. So I did yeah. that, and that was kind of uh, kind of strange for me because uh, it was talking to someone, well, in front of you, but not with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was that. There was uh, 
anxiety was popping up and stuff like that. But I, I really was very glad to do that because, because I knew from the course how it's built up that all the things when you do these steps, you could get success. And I'll, and just like that, you could get success. I tweaked it a little bit more for myself with the things I learned throughout the years. And um, yeah, but it was it was really great. It, it was a great fun time. See, I'm going to be really honest here. I didn't complete the course. Okay. I also didn't really do what I was told. <laughs> I got a lot of learnings from it and it definitely helped me put that like, in fact, see, I'd set up my business off the back of it, right? So it, it helped me put things in motion. Mm-hmm. However, I I wasn't in the right place at the time mm-hmm. to really do the exercises and activities that were set out. And social media has been my nemesis. Oh. It's like, let me on stage, right? <laughs> and I can, that's my, like, playground, get me in a meeting room, get me on stage. But like social media has been my recent nemesis. So it's just like that for me has been one that I'm now conquering. I'm trying to figure it out still, to be quite honest. And um, and that's quite an interesting, it's a new playground, but I don't want to be, and it's something that would be quite interesting to discuss, right? I don't, I think like at the moment, we sold this like lifestyle, aren't we? We we keep mm. being told like how we should be and how we should act, and I don't think that it's you know it it's very authentic. I think I look on social media and people are all doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. That's where I differentiate in my coaching is it's it's really about like who are you, like exactly. what what does it mean to be you, and like having a little go at different techniques and different styles, but it comes back to you. And I don't want you to be like everybody else. I don't want you to be like me. I don't want you to be like everybody else on social media. I just want you to be you. <laughs> yeah. Is, is that a journey that you, uh, when you started that, that uh, you had to figure out who you are? What, what, what you... A hundred percent, yes. Like literally it's been my life mission is is that really it's like finding like that's my two things it's like finding out my narrative my story and just owning it i believe you become unfuckable mm-hmm. when you own your story because it's like that's actually your value isn't it really if you look back and you look at all the things that have you've happened to you you've experienced all the people the things is made you who you are today and that's what you know, if you can tell that story in an effective way, it's what gives you value. It's what gives you purpose. Mm. And then secondly, to that is when we start to look back at our story, we start to actually uncover some behaviors and traits in ourselves that we potentially need healing. So that's what I got into NLP and hypnosis. And I, I had it done to me and it worked so well that I was like, wow, I really need to add this string to my bow because this could take my coaching to a whole new level. Oh, yeah. So now that's what I do to, to help heal people. So it's not just about like owning your narrative, but it's also about like actually, you know, knowing who you are as a mm-hmm. person. And my healing journey now helps other people on their own healing journey. It's exciting. Wow. I'm, I'm going to introduce you, uh, Kay. Um, so welcome to this Organized Productions. I'm very happy to have you as a guest. 
Today, we have an international speaker. Uh, she's a coach, and she, is, uh, um, she knows the power of storytelling. And without any further ado, please welcome Kay Monday. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Please tell me a little bit uh, about you, uh, Kay. Yeah, firstly, thank you so much for having me on today. I'm super grateful. I love being given these opportunities to speak and to share a bit about myself and my story and perhaps hopefully provide some thought-provoking things for any listeners out there. So I'm Kay Monday. I'm a communications coach and storyteller, and I help people and brands tell their stories so it's really about owning their narrative and mastering the art of fearless communication wow and you 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 travel around the world right well yeah i'd like to travel more that'd be great <laughs> that'd be great but i do i i'm lucky that i get some great gigs abroad as well every now and then so i've been to dubai recently to mexico to portugal also oh scotland can't forget scotland oh wow <laughs> sounds good <laughs> exactly so there are yeah it's great that i do get some abroad opportunities as well uh, and, and what was your journey to um to get there where you are now so th th it comes from because I, I was digging into a little bit of uh uh what's on your website and stuff like that, you know, I figured out that you hated to speak in public. That's right. <laughs> that is right. Let me take you back. I'm going to introduce you to Katie. <laughs> so Katie was what I was known as when I was little. And she was this incredibly shy, very introverted and dyslexic child and I grew up in a family that, I'm going to be honest, but communication wasn't really our forte. There was more like shouting in terms of communicating rather than talking about our feelings, you know. So it made things pretty tough uh, when I was growing up. And then I, I decided to rebrand and call myself Kate when I went to secondary school because I felt like that was a bit more business-like, a bit more grown up, a bit more formal. <laughs> So, and and the thing was, is I was lost. I honestly, I didn't know who I was. And I think this, this is like a lot of kids and a lot of people, right? Mm. But also on top of that, the fact that I didn't know how to communicate. So I had all of these big emotions going on. I had a bit of trauma early years and mm. then didn't know how to speak about it. And, and this continued, this continued into, um, adolescence into then the working world as well where I was I was trained as an actress when I was younger my mum pushed me out the door to go and find my voice <laughs> and <laughs> the thing was is then I learned how to put on a really good act so I was like the show pony class clown at school but then I didn't know who I was I didn't know how to be authentically me and this like really hindered me. I feel like when I was then at work and I had these ideas cropping up, I couldn't, I was, you know, when you like want to put up your hand and say something, but you're like, oh, am I going to sound stupid? I don't know. And like, and it, it really set me back. And then 
I started um, consulting and I was in the advertising and marketing marketing industry. And and I, I needed to command rooms. Mm-hmm. I needed to hold a space and show my presence. I was walking into boardrooms of directors of men who would turn, look at me, blonde, young thing. And I was like, oh. So there was a lot of, I guess you would call, potentially failures. <laughs> I think of them as learnings now. They're yeah. good but lots of times I fell on my face and it just took me a lot of them to turn around and go, well, I really, really need to do something about this. And when I looked at it, all of the common denominators were communication. Mm. And if we think about it in terms of influencing our surroundings and getting what we want from life, it's, it's, a, it's the best way to do that is communication. So that's why I dug deep. Mm-hmm. I threw everything at it, all of my time, money, blood, sweat, tears. (laughs) And I'm very grateful that I've had some amazing employers that have supported me. I've been working for Google for the past 10 years and they've supported me throughout this whole journey. Wow. And, um, And I set up Toastmasters, which is a speaking platform for them nine years ago. And And the funny thing is, I think that when you do something like that, and you set up a speaking platform. I think that they just assume that you're a really good speaker. We <laughs> set up a speaking platform. You must be great at speaking. And at the time, I don't think that was necessarily true. So then I started getting all these opportunities where departments were coming to me saying, oh, can you come and, you know, train our team? And I was just like taking it. I was just like, yes. Yeah, okay, we'll have a go. Wow. Figuring it out as I went. I was, I, I was getting trained myself. So then mm-hmm. I started to take those learnings, package them up and teach others. And and teaching is the best form of learning, really. It's oh, the best yeah. form of doing. But as I was teaching, what I wasn't doing is so I've been I've been helping coach others to tell their stories for years. Uh-huh. Years and years and years. But what I'd kind of really miss was really telling my own story. So uh-huh. This is, it's ironic, isn't it? It's like that that story about the gardener, you know? The gardener who makes everybody else's gardens look really pretty, but then you go and look at their garden. (laughs) One wasteland. Yes, (laughs) right? So I can definitely relate to this story. And um, and that was, yeah, myself. So, and it really took, um, so I think this is, is pretty known, but last year, Google went through a round of redundancies and it took, that to kind of shake my foundations where I was like, wow, you know, we're not safe. Even when you do work for a big corporation like this, who do look after their employees really mm-hmm. well, you know, you're never safe. So you've got to start investing in yourself. And if you're, if people don't know who you are and what you're about and what you're doing, then, you know, you could be let go of a company and then, you know, people don't know what but you're then, about. Yeah, exactly. So that's where... Last year and the last, I started to do a rebrand myself. Mm-hmm. So I actually renamed myself. So this was the transition from Kate to Kay, uh-huh. which I now am known as, as Kay Monday. And it, people keep asking me why. And yeah, that was one of my questions too. <laughs> was one of them, I knew it was coming. So I just thought I'd address the elephant. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> when we met, I was Kate. 
but now I'm K and it's because it just felt right. And this is it. You've just got to do whatever feels right for you. And if I'm really honest, so I chose the name as Kate when I was yeah. going into secondary school. And throughout that period of my life, I led with, I led from my ego, if I'm honest, and also from a, a quite a masculine approach. And I get it because it, this was me. I used to imitate my brother to get the attention and approval of my father. And, um, and, and now that I know myself and who I am and what I'm about, I, and I don't need to play into that narrative anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to step into my feminine. And now that I understand communication, this is more of my style. It's more about this soft power leadership. And Kay just like, it just felt more right. Oh. So there you go. That funny. Because Kate sounds a little bit harder, right? And Kay makes it a little bit softer, which makes, just like you said, a little bit more feminine and more to yourself. And I think so. Yeah, that's how I feel. And I think a lot of brands are struggling with that, to have the, the right name. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I started with uh, the Business Accelerator at that time with Disorganized Productions. And, um, well, the stuff happened, and it was really great. But somehow, when I did my coaching, it didn't felt right. You know, disorganized productions with coaching, it doesn't make any sense, right? So I rebranded it last year to work in progress. Nice. Which makes more sense. But disorganized productions is still the stuff that I like to do. You know, talking to you on a podcast, make music, uh, do all, the, well, all sorts of stuff. And um, I want to ask you, because... Um, information and communication are the ones that are big time for a company, for us as an individual, for a relationship, you name it, right? Mm. And with communication, a lot of people struggle and even a lot of brands and organizations struggle with that because um, somehow there's not enough communication or, well, not enough or not the good way to communicate communicate with the other people, with the employees and stuff like that. Can you tell a little bit more about how important it is to communicate on the right level, on the right, uh, on, on the right track, let, let's say that? Well, I think this is, yeah, why is communication important? I think this is what you're alluding to. And, exactly. you know, if we think of all of the most successful people, that you can think of in your life right now or just generally, right? The common thing that they all have is they're all good communicators. Mm. Communication is like seen as this soft skill, isn't it? And it, but ironically, it's the most sought after skill in business. And it's the most sought, look for skill on a CV. But yet, 75% of our population suffer with some form of fear around communication and otherwise known as glossophobia, literally the fear of speaking and communicating. So it is so important that we get this right, but it's just not a skill that we've been taught. It's not mm. a skill, you know, when we think about school, we're, we're taught to like, sit down, listen to <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. right? Yeah, the man's right. It's the opposite. We're told to... Keep it. And 
And it's a little bit different for different regions. So Americans, they do lots more of like getting up and showing. And that's why they're such good speakers. They're so much better because they've had the practice. Whereas we were a bit, you know, later on in that process. And this is the reason why I set up Toastmasters, honestly, for Google, because I recognized this. I saw a lot of graduates coming in to our European headquarters and they were given big targets to go and fill and they they were like yeah, here we go here's a really big target here's a big client coca-cola off you go go and present to them uh <laughs> like hang on a second what am i doing and this is why it's really important that we create these spaces mm-hmm. so that people can practice and i'd honestly okay there are guidelines this is what i do in my coaching of like giving people tasks, giving people frameworks, Mm -hmm. giving people the opportunity to practice. But really, again, like one of the most common questions that I get is what does it take to become a really good speaker? Mm -hmm. And, And really, it's about firstly, knowing yourself and understanding who you are so that you can trust yourself Mm. and we have that trust and belief in ourselves then we can relax and ultimately so when when no fear is pumping in you can speak out freely but you have to be at yourself okay i'm gonna do this no matter what and that magic happens right that's it it's like confidence comes from within mm. and what we trust ourselves you know like when you know things like, what do you know you know the sun's going to rise tomorrow you don't even think about it right you just like you just know it's going to happen so how do we do that for ourselves well we just know that every time we get up on stage or it doesn't have to be a literal stage it could be like a meeting room it could be like you said uh, speaking to your partner it could mm. be your boss it could be anybody that you speak to they're all stages really but when you get into that situation that you just know that you're going to speak from a place of truth and whatever's coming out of you whatever words you find are the right words for that moment and you just trust yourself and that's what it is it's about believing and trusting in yourself and that's why it's just not about that like communication bit it's also that self-discovery aspect is so so exactly and you have to stay true to yourself even with the words that you use because when you use like uh, a business slang kind of word or if you try to pretend to be someone else you you know you smell a 40 from a mile away but your story doesn't make sense then when you see me uh, as as an individual, so, some things you can relate to if I talk to them, uh, if I talk about some subjects, right? Uh, then you have to come from very good houses to keep that up. So, yeah. and that's what you also um, teach people, you know, be authentic to yourself because you could have a great story, but not a good storyteller, but otherwise around too. So you could have a, a very well, bad story, but if you are a good storyteller and people are clamped to your lips, then you can make a point out of your story, right? That is so true. You're right. I always ask that as one of my questions, actually. What's more important, a good story or a good storyteller? And I mean, 
the answer is both, right? You want both, ideally. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, I've heard really bad stories being told by really good storytellers. And I'm like, oh, hang on a second. I'm somewhat compelled by this. I don't know why, but actually you're making me, you're persuading me. And that's where in my coaching, it's it's really there's three dimensions that I look at. It's first of all, I get into understanding people's stories and their essential natures. So we start to peel back the layers of the onions to really understand like what makes you, you and what's your expertise, you know? So I'm really listening to people's stories and so we can uncover their purpose, their golden thread to understand, you know, what is that narrative that they can really own that there's theirs. And then secondly, it's about removing any blockers that might be getting in the way of them telling that story. So this is where I use my being a practitioner of NLP and hypnosis. Mm -hmm. I can start to actually unlock that. So we look at negative emotions five core negative emotions that people might hold anger sadness fear hurt and guilt mm-hmm. we look at limiting beliefs so you know i'm just not good at speaking or sometimes i'm good but sometimes i'm you know i'm not great uh-huh. and and then anchors as well negative anchors people attach negativity to things places you know all sorts so we take away those negative anchors and we give them positive ones we give mm-hmm. them confidence we give them focus we give them whatever they need to be able to go and fulfill um that form of communication and then lastly it's about that like you know that authenticity and really understanding like how do we package that story up and then get people to be able to tell that story again on whatever stage like we talked about that makes sense for them Mm -hmm. and also for their audience uh, but telling that in a really authentic way and i always talk about like I think comedians are the best at this. They just like, don't they just get up on stage and they just own it. Just do it. They just, they are just so themselves. Even if it's like geeky, nerdy, they're like, they just really embrace that side of themselves. And I always, that's what I really admire about comedians is they just really own it. I love it. And that's, I I think that's a great part about comedians because even if they have like stage fright, uh, stage fright or something like that, or when they're nervous, when they know that they're going to put themselves out and be vulnerable and mm-hmm. use that as a accelerator quite mm-hmm. just like, okay, burn my fuel. I'm, I got a handicap. I got two, uh, two hearing aids. If I make fun of that, people are, you know, can I laugh at that? Yes, I can laugh at that. So you, you can, and I think every time when you go on stage, you got to feel, you got to pick the audience. What's, you know, what's the narrative? What can I do? What, can I do right? Yeah. I'm so glad you said that as well because so just own it is my tagline. This is what I talk about. So it's like I truly believe when you own your story, you become unfuckable. So it's like mm. if you can just like address it up front and just be like, hey, by the way, I'm just going to address the elephant in the room. Number one, you'll probably get some laughs, and you'll oh. also you you become relatable. You're then like not this like perfect person that is just so unrelatable. You're then like human. And this is what everybody wants, right? They're like, oh, no, I totally get it. I resonate. And then that's it. You've won the attention of your audience. You've got one side. Now they're relaxed and ready to listen to you. And that's the funny thing, because when you tell a story, no matter if you're a brand or you want to talk to uh, other people about your personal story or whatever story you want to tell, you want people to listen to your story. hundred. Otherwise, you wouldn't tell it, right? So, and it makes sense to to 
to get these these little tips and tricks, especially from you, Kay, um, are there three little tips that people at home could use to be a better speaker? Or maybe they, they, they now uh, are very nervous to speak next week to the boss or to the management board or stuff like that. That three little tricks that just, you know, that they get pumped up and go out and do the things that they should do. Oh, yeah. So you talked about confidence, right? And nerves. And I think with this, I do do, yeah, some great um, workshops around this and confidence. And it's about, like I said, getting yourself into state because it's an energy. When we speak, it's a form of energy that we're transferring. So like you said, we're living in this attention economy, right? If we want to grab someone's attention and get them to listen to us, we need mm -hmm. to be able to bring in that right energy to the stage. Like, have you ever heard a bad speaker or somebody who doesn't like speaking? It's like, it's like painful, isn't it? Yeah. Like, oh, it's like, oh, they don't want to be here and I don't want to be here. And you, you feel it, you feel it. So again, it's about like, how do we get ourselves into that right state so that we are, you know, giving across the right energy. And I think there's a few different ways to do that. So the preparation is super important. So the more we feel prepared, the more relaxed we're able to feel because we know our content. So firstly, speaking on a topic that makes sense to you, you, mm -hmm. of course, should be an expert in that topic, right? And that's why I always say like, also, when you're starting to speak, probably starting to speak and about yourself, which who's a better expert in you than you, right? Exactly. So that's why we lead with intros. Hello, my name's Kay Monday and I'm a communications coach because it just rolls off the tongue. And then once I've got that bit over, I'm like, okay, I'm a bit more relaxed and eased into it. But before we go on stage, preparation, but what does that preparation actually look like immediately? before and I say again I say stage right but it could be any stage but before we go and have that communication um opportunity what does that look like firstly is getting out of here because we're so good at getting in our own ways aren't we like telling ourselves narratives like what if I go trip up and we play the what if game oh the what if game is just the worst game you can ever play right so get rid of the what if game or turn it into a positive what if game what if I go and they love me? What if I go and like teach them all something they don't know and they go, oh, that was really interesting. Wow. So turning, reframing what's going on up here, I think is really important. That can really help us. Then using tools in our toolbox. So whatever that means to you, there's different things that I do. I use my visualization. Mm -hmm. So I imagine that it's, actually gone superbly so what's the last thing i need to know for uh, it to have been a success well i've just finished my presentation and then everyone's applauding and then i walk off stage and they're coming up to me being like oh hey that was so good thank you so much i learned so much and i visualize that in my head well, i'm a, a visual so i can see that quite clearly but i get that some people aren't as well so you can use other tools maybe mm. if you're an auditory learner then you might want to listen to music and certain music we know gets us into a certain state. You know, the music that makes you really happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just up it up and then yeah. for it. Yeah. But you know, maybe we're too energized and we need to bring down. So maybe it's like a bit of classical music or maybe we do need a bit of pumping up 
and we want to listen to something upbeat. So it's just understanding and recognizing where we're at and then uh-huh. what tool is appropriate. And and the same as well with our breath. So our breath is one of those tools that is, mm. it's an organic thing where we don't have to think about it. But when we do think about it, we can control it. They mm. say, don't they say that it's the only way you can lie on a lie detector with your breath? Because you can change your heart rate. Oh, if you're insane. Great. Talking. <laughs> but again, it's like just connecting with it and recognizing our breath. Okay. And is it quick because we're nervous or is it... You know, do we need to like slow down and then just taking a few nice calming breaths and it's about getting out of here and connecting with here. Yeah, exactly. Into our bodies is what we don't do enough of. And that's when we bring our energy down into our bodies. That's when we are really effective. And, And ultimately we've, we've got three decision makers in our bodies, right? We've got our head, our heart, heart and our intuition uh-huh. and when we speak from any one of these it's never that effective so you might have heard somebody who speaks from their heart and oh my gosh i've got to just tell you this thing and it's amazing and oh i'm just gushing because it's so good and you're like whoa you're like whoa that's a lot that's a lot and then you might hear somebody speak from their head and their um and today uh um I've, uh, i'm gonna tell you about this thing uh and they uh they use crutch words um mm-hmm and ours to think they're trying to think what's the right thing to say next but the right thing doesn't exist it's just about letting it flow and relaxing and that's where actually what we want is the alignment of all three Mm -hmm. so they're all in tune in flow because when we're in flow it nicely flows exactly I think that was more than three, but there you go. Yeah, but that's oh, that's perfect. That's perfect, and I really recognize it because I was uh, performing on stage with a theater uh, group. So, and yes. the film you can you you know you can cut like fifty or sixty times and do it again and again, but on stage on theater you just got to do the stuff that you you need to do. Yeah. <clears throat> so my question to you is: If you were on stage and you made a mess up, how would you recover? Oh, with uh, probably well, two things. Probably, if I mess up with uh, like with my band, I would make some jokes. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's no, probably. okay, you know, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, j- just make a joke out of myself so everybody could laugh at me because I'm laughing at myself, anyways. Yeah. And when I was doing that with the uh, uh, with the theater show, it was just like improvising. Nobody mm-hmm. knows what my line would be next. Yes. So when I knew that I screw up, just like, okay, looking at the other actors and, okay, this is my line. Oh, where the hell is it? You know, and, and sometimes you hear it back from stage, you know, because you got these, uh, I don't know what's it called, but whisperers that they, they say the line very, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't hear a thing because I got hearing aids at that time. So just like, I'm all in on my own. So, and just, yeah, just like I said, or improvising or just telling that you screwed up. That's the that's the best thing you can do. Oh man, I just totally forgot my line. And yeah. it's the truth. So hold on, walk back, come back with the book. I think I got it now. And then go back and do it again. I think that would well, that's a little bit me. Yeah. I think it's it. It's like understanding how bad of a mess up it is, right? If you just like said a word wrong and you can kind of get away with it, just like keep going. Mm. if it's like a total mess up then just being like look guys 
I'm sure you've had this as well. I got on stage and had total mind blanks. You know, you're like, I've literally forgotten everything that I was meant to say. And the best thing is just to be really honest about it. I actually saw this at a conference not so long ago. And a founder of a tech startup did the same thing. And he's like, oh, I've done that thing. You know, we just go like completely back. And do you know what? It was the best response. The whole audience started clapping and cheering. And then what happened? Because you know why we, do you know why we mind blank? Probably because we're, oh, I'm stuck, right? You're a little bit stuck. <laughs> I'm a... <laughs> right, we've got a good pose. But you can hear me, right? I can hear you. Okay. Oh, there we go. You're back. Oh. Big one. The question was, you know why, do you know why we get mind blanks? Uh, probably because we're thinking too much about what we're going to say, right? That's right. So we go conscious. You know, when you're thinking of somebody's, like your friend's name and you're like, oh, what's that person's name? What's the name? What's the name? What's the name? And it's like, you've gone too conscious. And then like later on when you're relaxed or like having a shower or just about to go to bed, you're like, oh, that's the name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Relax. And that's it. It's, again, it's just back to what we're saying. It's like being an effective communicator is all about mm. how relaxed you can be and let it flow. So this is it. And this is so on stage back to the founder. Everyone was clapping and cheering and whooping him. And and then he relaxed, right? Because he was like, oh, my gosh, everyone's on my side. They want me to win. And and then he relaxed. He was like, oh, I've remembered. So then he carried on what he was going to say. And it was a beautiful moment. It was really, really beautiful. Wow. And I, and I, and I have to be honest with you. When I was doing business uh, for, for an English company at that time in and, and, and Germany, I have to do a lot of presentations and stuff like that. And I never, ever prepare. I always prepare, like, it could be like, there could be one person that could be two persons, which were very influential, but it could be 300. I didn't care. Just like, okay, I'm not going to prepare. I know what I'm going to talk about. I'm just going to bump in the room. And I think one of the things that uh, especially has to do with uh, when you're going on stage with the confidence is the body talk, right? If I'm going to get with my shoulders back and a little bit just like uh, with my hands, okay, I'm going to make a presentation um, uh, just like that. Or you just go, go in, okay, hi, I'm Rob. I'm, uh, I'm, maybe I'm going to screw it up. But anyways, let's get on to it, you know. That makes so much sense too. And eye contact. And a lot of people, I know that when they, when we look them in the eyes, they did shut down. So how is is that one? Is it also a thing that that uh, you can relate to when when you when you coaching people that they shut down when they have eye contact with the people that they uh, do a presentation to? Yeah. So what I mean, well, first thing you mentioned was body language, right? And you're right. So like nearly sixty percent of communication is actually your body language. It's and it's again, it's energy. You can walk into a room and you don't even have to speak to somebody to realize they're in a bad mood. You're like, whoa, we're not going to go over there. <laughs> exactly. So it's the same. So when we go on stage and we've, like said, got your shoulders back, you're not fidgeting, you're confident. You know what a confident person feels like. You know what it feels to feel confident in yourself, right? Yeah. It's like you feel you're at a spring in a step, you're, you know, walk differently. And then when you're, you know, when we don't feel confident, we kind of like hunch together with clothes, we we're protected we have our arms in front of each other mm -hmm. again it's why the preparation is so important so we can get ourselves into that state because you never know what's happened leading up to that you might have had a rubbish journey to work you might have all these things happen 
And it's like forgetting that is like, right, new chapter. This is what's happening now. Reset. And this is why rituals are super important as well. So I have my set rituals I do before I go on stage to get myself into that state. And then the second thing you mentioned was about eye contact. And eye contact is important, I think. It's just what is one tool and one trick. Not like staring somebody down. (laughs) (laughs) I would advise that. But I do think that we connect through our eyes. And if you can pick people out of the audience and go around and look. And you'll know your cheerleaders. So there'll be people nodding along with you. Yeah, you need that ones, right? (laughs) And you can use them as anchors. So if you ever need some confidence and you can obviously revert back to your cheerleader and go, okay, good. Right. Okay. What I'm saying isn't a load of rubbish. They're actually getting this. Oh, that's good. Use these anchors in the room to help you, but also like engaging with people. And of course you can sense, can't you? If you're giving somebody eye contact and they don't want that, then you don't need to be intrusive and push that. But it's like, at least they feel like they're being acknowledged in some way. And I think that's, that's it, right? It's, it's all about the way that we make people feel. Mm, yeah, exactly. And it's an exchange and it's that like, I'm speaking to you, even though you're one of hundreds in this room, I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to you. I see you, I hear you. And that's what's important. Wow. And uh, I learned something from speaking and I have to do with, uh, it, it's a journey and it's still a lesson for me. When I'm very enthusiastic, I just keep rambling on and stuff like that. And I, uh, because I, I, I'm Dutch, so I speak in English. That, that's a little bit more sometimes different with the words and stuff like that. Sometimes it comes automatically. Sometimes it's just like, okay, finding the words because there's a Dutch, German, and, and English popping up in my head. But what I learned is to take pauses. Mm, yes. And with pauses came my own voice. So sometimes I'm a little bit high up in my in my energies. But when I just think about that and just like, oh wait, Rob, you're very enthusiastic now. You 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 you're spitting too too much words. Right, ladies and gentlemen, today we're talking to K Monday. <laughs> it makes so much sense. So we because when we enter uh, a room or um, there is a lot of audience and stuff like that, the first 15 to 20 seconds, people have to adjust to your voice, to your mm-hmm. being, to your voice, to your tone. So that makes so much sense, doesn't it? Do you have a different voice for stage or phone calls or different situations? Mm-hmm. Yes, sometimes I do. It depends on the day. And it's very straight. Yay! Yeah, it, it, yeah. Wow, what happens on Tuesdays or Mondays? Oh, mon- Mondays is like high voice, low voice. Morning, Monday. I'm quite a pumped up guy. I, I'm re- really enthusiastic and uh, positive minded. So, you know, I'm I'm always ready to rumble. So th- that's first of all. But when I did a lot of seals, um, that there's a psychology behind it. Every word you say. Uh, and we, we had this, you know, when I, when I want to, uh, sell something to you, let's say it's, it's, it's a, it's something for 499 euros. A lot of people are very awkward with, uh, when somebody is not seeing anything, but what we did is just like, 
okay, Kay, I got a special, um, special opportunity for you. Only today you can purchase it for four ninety nine. Let me leave it with a tumbleweed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. I agree. I agree. People want to when they feel uncomfortable, they want to fill that gap, don't they? They want to like oh, and then they give away their the tricks. Yeah, exactly. Thinking, that's it, and then you're able to make that negotiation 100% I agree um, firstly I want to rewind slightly and just say but like praise to you by the way speaking in a different language I always think is super commendable I don't speak any other language enough confidently to actually get on stage or speak in a different language so I always think that that is underrated when somebody doesn't or speaks in, an, in a language that's not their native language so I can only commend that but it does add this layer of complexity, right? So, and and that's something that you're right. It's like when we build pauses into this, it helps because then you can actually choose each word carefully and really think about it. And in our heads, it might sound like a million years, mm. but actually the audience is like, oh, you're just being really dramatic. Love it. Like, or just, it might actually just sound like he's really confident or a normal pace. Exactly. Or especially when we're nervous, we get ahead of ourselves. We just want to run our stage. And so you're right. It's that pace and adding pause can really actually be in our favor. Mm. And, and I think also you mentioned about like trying to find the right words and saying words differently. And, and again, it's like just that, I call it professional vulnerability. Mm -hmm. It's leaning into that. So actually I'm coaching um, a client at the moment who's African and struggles to say certain words and does a lot of speaking. And people are constantly asking like, sorry, what? And, um, and actually we've talked about just addressing it up front and being really honest and owning it. I, again, it goes back to ownership. It's owning it at the start of that conversely Paul and just saying hey actually do you know what this is something that crops up all the time and I'm just going to own this so that you know we're all on the same page and then again does like you just like want to be his friend after that because you're like oh wow you're so vulnerable like people love vulnerability don't they is it yeah exactly so that's a definitely um a way of doing things for sure and then did you say something else for a couple of grounds Sorry, I've gone too conscious. Was there another point? I feel like there was, but yeah, yeah, yeah. the the thing is that if you claim how you are and how you be, and you know your you, you know your flaws, you know, yes. if, if everyone who has been honest um, has his flaws. So when I'm struggling with my words, and I, well, I'm always saying that I'm skipping. Uh, Branches like a squirrel because my ADHD branches are like, it's like <laughs> now. But so I have to get a grip of myself. So relax. There you go. Breath. That's it. So uh, a friend of mine, which I'm, uh, which is in, uh, in in the United States, he he told me, "In what language do you think?" So oh, yeah. And I said, <laughs> "It de it depends." So normally I talk to myself in English with. But I'm a Dutch guy, so in Dutch and in English. But when I'm mad, I swear in German. Wow. Yeah. 
And my girlfriend, uh, she, she she said that too, just like, if you're mad, you're going to switch like that to German somehow. And it's also when I'm, um, what I really like about the German is that um, it's a very, you know, English has been taught and spoken all over the world. Mm. Dutch isn't because it's very strange and very uh, small a small amount of people talk Dutch. Mm. Like German, it feels like it's it's uh, very static and very, uh, what's it called, uh, business-wise somehow. It's so interesting what you're saying, isn't it? Because so I'm actually about to run a workshop uh, session for International Women's Day and talking about exactly this. It's like I'm calling it finding your inner voice and connecting. Uh-huh. It's all about connecting with your voice. And there is so much identity in our voice isn't there like have you ever listened to yourself back on a recording and been like oh like people don't like it they don't like the sound of their own voice no and that's something that crops up quite a lot with clients as well i've had a few clients say oh can you give me elocution lessons and i'm like absolutely not (laughs) we're gonna lean into that more because it's a part of your narrative right where you come from your accent your like it's what makes you different and it's what makes you unique and beautiful. Mm. And that's something you can really own in your story. Cause it's like, that's cool, right? Tell me about where you're from. Tell me about like those experiences you've had. And and it's funny that people want to shy away from that. But I do get it. Like when I used to answer the phone at home, people used to think it was my brother because I have such a deep voice. They're like, okay, oh, cool. and I'm like, no, it's Katie. <laughs> and I was like, hang on a second. Like, what? Do I sound like a boy? And, and you know, and that's it. And I think we get the we get hung up on these things, don't we? Mm-hmm. When we age sometimes because we, we want to fit in. We want to fit in. And sometimes our voice and our narrative doesn't align with who we want to be right now. Exactly. Because I think we were kind of talking a bit before this, weren't we, around we sold this lifestyle, especially on social media, especially all the time around us. It's like how we should be showing mm. up, you know, to to get all this money, to do all these things, then you should be doing X, Y, and Z, five steps to success. And it's yeah, like, yeah. hold on, it's not so simple as this cookie cutter type process everybody makes out. And actually, like, why not just revert back to being authentic is like you just said at the start is actually when we're trying to be something we're not people can sense it a mile away exactly and now daddies we crave authenticity we do yeah and that's that's the funny thing because we are strange right people are strange creatures (laughs) you know just like like with the hands you go on stage and all of a sudden you realize you got hands what the how should I do with these things? <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, if you um, if you look to some some people like, uh, if you look at like the Italian, the Italians speak with a lot of, you know, waving with their hands and expressing themselves. But it makes so much sense because um, not only the, the the body language and the 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 language that you talk or the 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 things that you speak about, it makes so much sense to connect stuff with with your hands, right? Uh-huh. And it's really funny because you see that a lot of uh, politicians, they, they only have, you know, like a few 
things that they can do with their hands because when you sit, st stand there and you have your hands in your pocket, it makes no sense with you telling something like to the world, you know? And it's really funny how, uh, <clears throat> how we, how, how we, um, how we work, you know, you, just like you said, you got your mind, you got your heart, you got your intuition that should, should be all in balance. But then all of a sudden, when you got that in, bal in balance, you got also the, the uh, you know, your your hands and your posture, your everything that should be aligned to yeah. get the message out. Well, should they? This is the thing. So I guess like this is where I, one of the ways in which I think I set myself uh, aside from other coaches in that I'm a bit of a rebel, really, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I've always done things a little bit differently and I'm really into like ripping up the rule book in many different ways but in this sense it's about i just honestly pledge to doing i think doing is the best form of learning and and that's what i really i'm just a tour guide in my coaching we I, like i said i give different practices and techniques and a chance an opportunity for people to experience different ways of doing things so that they get a sense of like what feels right for them. So, you know, you might come across some coaches that are like, hold your arms like this and don't do this and do this. And it's like, hold on, if that feels right for you and it makes sense for you, like lean into that, do it. Exactly. Because it's what it is. It's just like all about how do we get you to be a truly as authentically you as possible. And it's like, I always like, and it's like, if you're a perfume what would be your essence? What would you smell like? And like, how do we get you to like spray it all over your body? So when you go walk down the street, people are like, oh gosh, she smelled great. Like, what is that? And you're just like, it's just, you're just you. Exactly. Exactly. So fascinating how it works, right? And uh, can everybody learn to speak in public? Yes. I think this is the key thing, right? Is it's a skill that can be learned. It's a choice. And if we think about it, actually, life is all about choices. And actually, my favorite quote, so this is my quote, which is, your life is a book and you are the author. So why not make it a story worth telling? And actually, in fact, I'm going to go one step further than that. Uh -huh. I think the best stories are those that are retold. The stories that you can't wait to go home and tell your family and your friends, oh, do you know what I've just heard? I've just had this really great conversation with this guy, Rob, and he just told me this amazing story that I've got to share with you, right? And that's your legacy, isn't it? It's your legacy. And that's why it goes back to like, this is why it's so important to understand our own stories and how to tell them. But of course, sometimes we need a tour guide. We need somebody who's been through that journey. That yeah, exactly. Tells. Take you by the hand. And so tell us this. And I've got eight coaches currently, right? Richard Branson has 47, not quite there yet, but I recognize the power in having a coach because they've got so much more knowledge and experience than me. Exactly. I'm like, give it to me. I want to know so that I can be the best version of myself, hmm. that I can keep growing and learning and that I can keep developing myself and showing up for my clients in a different way and bringing them on that journey. So yes, hmm. it definitely is a learned skill, like I've turned, right? My biggest fear, my worst skill into now, my career. It's what wow. I do for a living. So if I can do it, anyone can do it. Exactly. And, and the, the, the funny thing is, if you 
uh, a lot of people think, oh, they got success, so they, they don't need any coach because they've been through that. No, 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 no. The people with success have coaches because there's so much to learn, so much to think about. If it's going to be food, exercise, uh, speaking, uh, be um, accountability, accountability. <laughs> yeah. that, that's it. it. It's like that. my course, like Get Shit Done, is about accountability through yourself. Nine. You no, know, right? So it, everyone struggles with something in their life. Everyone. You know, there's no, no, there's even God like made people are, or God like you, uh, God like um, entities are, are struggling with some stuff, you know? They, they, they want to rule the world or they want to change the world or whatever. They, uh, and they, they, they bump into things. But you can only do that if you're just like you said most authentical to yourself and to be true to yourself, right? You, 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 you can spill out the lies to other ones, but then you tell lies to yourself also. And that makes no sense. So you can better say, okay, I screwed up. Uh, what am I going to do now? You know, I, yesterday I screwed up, but today's another day. So you got to be in, in this motion all the time. And sometimes a day goes by and you have a great day. Sometimes that could be a really messed up day. Could be a week, could be a month. You know, you got all these things going on in life that's going to be good and bad. And you have to work about it. And sometimes you just have something like, oh, I'm doing so great and stuff like that. And then you're just like, oh, what was the last time that I did my workout? Oh, and that's good to have a coach to push yourself to the limit and to to be the best version of yourself because that's Agreed. what we want, right? Agreed. And I think like, so this is what, again, and it's like, thank you for your work, by the way. Super, super useful and helpful for people. And um, and this is, again, is what I talk about is, you know, I had to sit myself down and get really honest with myself. Mm. Like, Look at myself right now. Am I who I want to be? Are things working out for me? If I'm really genuinely honest, are there things that I need to change? And the first step is that acknowledgement. It's like, you know, hello, actually, no. Mm, I, want, yep. I want different for myself. And maybe that's more money. Maybe that's more better relationships. Maybe that's better health. Whatever that is for you, the first step is really like taking acknowledgement of that. Then the second step is taking action. And like you said, it's getting a coach, getting some support and doing the difficult things it's leaning into that thing it's my biggest fear was speaking and i knew that i had to like ugh, confront it head on because it's and that's what i talk about it's it's the conversations that we don't want to have it's mm. those difficult awkward conversations are some of the conversations that we need to have they can have make all the difference to our lives so what is it what's the conversation that you need to have that could really make a difference to your life. And then after you do this, right? I, you know, when we have that difficult conversation, don't we always walk away going, oh, well, either that was like, too bad. it wasn't too bad. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Or it's like a weight lifted, isn't it? Right? It's like, oh, yeah. actually, I can't. And then that's what happens. So we start to get that confirmation that actually, I'm not as bad as I thought I was. Mm. And then when we repeat this action, it's like speaking on stage, right? We're doing the difficult thing. We get up there once and we're like, oh, hang on. I'm not rubbish. Ah. 
Then when we do it again, but we integrate the feedback, and again, this is why it's really important to have a coach so that they are giving you constructive, personalized feedback, holding you accountable. And then you get up there and you do it again, but you're adding that feedback, integrating it into your next action you are taking. And then you go, hold on, that was better than the last time, right? And we get this repeated action. We then start to believe in ourselves. And then when we believe in ourselves, we trust ourselves. And then we go back to what we were talking about right at the very start, right? It's Mm. about trusting, relaxing into our bodies, trusting that we've got this. We yeah. get it. In fact, like I'm a good speaker. It, you know? Yeah, exactly. Just like, I'm I'm gonna do the best I can and what comes out, I don't know, but I'm just gonna do it. And when you got the positive feedback or somebody that says, Hey wow, you just nailed it, that that makes it like, okay, I wanna do it again. I wanna do it again. Yeah. And, and this then how gone. You know, go on, go on. I was gonna say, sorry, then how do you get then? to that point of knowingness that's what it's about so this is what we coach is like yeah it's good to have validation like people say oh you're great but like when do you get to that point where you don't need that you just Mm. know because you know yourself you just know in your heart you smashed it exactly right exactly and it's very good what you pointed out just like you sometimes you gotta sit down okay uh how about my personal life? Well, that's not too bad. How about my business life? Oh, I'm I'm in, I'm stuck in this job, or I need more money, or I need more people that are gonna uh, look up to me and stuff like that, or want to do something else with my life than do this this nine to five job, whatever it's gonna be, right? Or uh, I want to do this, or want to do that, or this goes good and this is bad. Th- then you got to change. My motto is change life before it changes you, because guess what? You can wake up tomorrow with a completely different life because some things happen in your life or things happen to you that you can't do the things anymore, which I had. That, that's that's basically my story, right? It's like one day I woke up after uh, uh, drink, drinking and drugs and stuff like that. And uh, you know what? My, my body shut it down. I had an inflammation and a perforation of my intestines. It's not something you're going to write to your friends. Hey, how you... Look at this. Isn't that great achievement in my life? You know, it's it's really, it's stupid. And you have to think about it. How do I going to change? And what do I have to change? Is it an easy path? No. But with my, my, my vision now is when there's friction, there's energy. Mm-hmm. When you do the things you do normal in life that go like normal, there's no friction. That, that mm-hmm. There's no energy coming to it. When you do out of the comfort zone, things. the things that you don't like to do, there's friction, gives energy. And how do we get people to start thinking and doing those difficult things before something radically happens? Because a lot of, like we, like you said, you had to have something happen to you mm-hmm. that was not very nice. Thank you for sharing your story as well, being so open and vulnerable. Appreciate it. But that's it. Like, how can we get people to learn from? And the same, I've made so many mistakes. Don't do what I did. I learn from my mess ups. So you don't do that. But how do we get people to start thinking about, okay, before something horrific happens, Mm -hmm. how do I actually prevent that? And it becomes a preventative thing of taking action yourself. And like you said, it's being an action taker and influencing our surroundings rather than having our surroundings 
influence us, right? Create the game. Don't play the game that you're given. You start to then create the game. And this is it. It's like I say, you're the author, right? You're the creator. This Mm. is the fun bit. People just don't realize the power is in your hand. It's like, okay, so what does that next chapter look like? What's that? How are you going to rewrite your own life again? What you have to do for it? And the thing is, I write things down, and I did especially uh, quite when we met, right? I was writing things down just like, okay, I screwed up so many times. Where was the screw-up? Uh, am I going to tell myself this stupid lie that I'm never going to drink again or never going to do drugs again? No. That's, I think that that's something that's, that's not in my system. But the way I'm going to do it is going to be totally different. So I allow myself to drink my beer. Uh, I allow myself sometimes when there's a great party to do, uh, well, some recreative stuff and stuff like that. But the way I do it is in a completely different perspective than I did before. And I really know now what could be the, um, what could be, um, what's it called? Um, What could be the critical thing that you have uh, made a choice that tomorrow you have a hangover if you drink too much, uh, you don't have any money in your pocket, uh, you smell like shawarma or stuff like that because you go to, uh, you know, you're going to get that stuff uh, out. Uh, If you do drugs, that that there is a possibility that you uh, have two or three days that you're not in this world and you're not focused. And I want to be focused. I want to be, you know... um, I I got home, set everything up for for the podcast. I can sit here stone and drawing and stuff like that because yesterday I had a hung hungover because I want to give you the full um, attention um, to have a conversation with you, and that 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 makes sense for me. But the early Rob, I'm I'm I probably was sitting here thinking about you know flying dragons and uh, and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> I love your honesty, definitely. And that's it. It's like, it's being intentional, isn't it? It's like, what do you really want in life? And it's being realistic as well. It's like, I was the same. I was partying hard. I had a great time in my 20s, especially. And I recognize if I really want to get to the person that I want to be and achieve the goals that I want, then I cannot continue because I was just like, you know, same input equals the same output. So you got to start doing things differently if you want different results. So what does that actually look like? And then being really t- intentional about it and holding yourself responsible. And it's the difference, right? We can react. Of course, we are humans where we like instant gratification. It's like, oh, that chocolate cake looks good, right? It's going to be tasty for that moment. But is it going to align with my weight goals? Maybe not. Right? Or like you just said, drinking or whatever that is for you might be great in the moment but actually is it going to affect my plans tomorrow and therefore it's like we have to think big picture Mm -hmm. and ask ourselves and actually so i've just been reading atomic habits right which i think oh great book recommendation if anybody wants to so this was a a reread yeah after um after like January, where everybody obviously sets all of their New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, how am I going to continue this and make it a genuine habit change? So reread um, Atomic Habits, and again, that's something that they that he talks about in there. He's actually doing this. It's like what what 
what would thinking about a role model that you want to because modeling behavior is really effective right it's something that again in my speaking career, be. Not, yeah yeah in my speaking career i've done lots of is looking at so who do i think is a really good speaker and what behaviors do they demonstrate and then how can i replicate them but with my own style mm -hmm. right and it's the same it's like okay so if i want to be really fit and healthy who do I know that's really fit and healthy that I can replicate their behavior? And then when I'm looking at that chocolate cake, I go, hang on a second, what would they do? Would they exactly. chocolate cake? And it's like, no, no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. Walk away from the chocolate cake. Just like, what are you doing? There's a lot of us, lot of us, lot right? So it's the same thing in those moments of weakness that we're like, oh, and it's in it's a split second, isn't it? It's like, exactly. One moment, and then you've taken a drink, and it's like, ah, you just I might have a little bit now. more. Right? It all has to do with choices. Everyone has so much things in their life that could be a choice, but the, 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 what's the consequence of the choice that you made? Okay. You have to be aware of that. And come back to it to your question, like, how can you, um, how can you make people aware of the things that could cost your health or cost your life or cost your relationship or whatever because there you know every choice that you make could have a consequence i think is by telling your story about the things that you've been through and if people are going to pick it up uh that's that's great you know then then you can uh coach them in the way that we do you know if if they bump up into um uh, I can speak out in public or stuff like that. Then they 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 find you. I think that there is something in this in this beautiful universe in this ether that people will find you. And other people say, "Oh, well, well, talking about K, oh, I, I don't know, or talking about Rob, oh, I don't know. That, that's crazy ass motherfucker. I don't know. Uh, fine. That then you're not my audience, right? Because uh, yeah, you know, yeah, not everybody's a client. No, I found this out. Yeah, yeah not everybody's a client. No, exactly. The work I do is transformational. Like everybody, all of my clients, right? One of my clients wanted to get a promotion. So that was it. It was understanding his stories so that he could go and, you know, tell his boss and go and in into interviews and put himself in that best light. But he had to really understand himself first and package mm -hmm. up that narrative so that he could do that effectively. Not only, right, did he go and get a promotion, he didn't just land a new job that was one level above what he was at it was like two or three it was a global board role <laughs> wow and he landed and this is it it's like understanding your narrative in that space is another client that i worked with she's decided to become a coach in her own right because i think again creating your own brand mm -hmm. it i think everybody should do it because it's such a, a fascinating process you get to learn so much about yourself and exactly. ask that question, that big question, who am I? Not what you are, not like... No, oh, no, I know what the world looks to you, but like, who are but you? That, what makes you, you? What's your golden thread? What are we, you know, what's your value? Mm -hmm. How do you live your life with purpose and go out there and do something that's meaningful, that makes you like, oh, I'm so excited, I can't wait. And, and this is me for speaking, right? It's like every time I go and coach people and help people, I just like, it's... I don't need drugs. That is good enough for me. That's, yeah, exactly. I'm running around the garden afterwards. Like, this is my drug, is going and helping people. And and that's what I would implore others to do. And since I've been working with this lady that I was talking about, she's come and done her own coaching. She set herself a, a social media target. She wanted to hit that 10 million followers. And I was like, okay, so let's put a 
time frame on it. What are you going to achieve this by? She's like, oh, I think it's like realistic to do. I was like, okay, let's not do realistic. Let's like go for this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The year, and I was like, nah, let's cut that in half. Let's do six months. She hit it in three. What? And this is it. I know what I do works. Like everybody I work with is absolutely smashing their goals. And so wow. I only really want to work with people who are like, give it to me. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I want to take this on. What's my next chapter? And that's like me with my coaches. I pay so much for my coaches purposefully so that when I sit down and my bum sat in the seat, I'm like, right, I'm ready. I'm every minute second is valuable i want to get 100 percent of my return yeah, yeah, from yeah. and that's it i didn't realize how impactful coaching could be until i had my first coach and then when i started to realize oh wow okay so now and it's transformed me and i'm able to then take on more clients more people want to work with me because i'm a nicer better person uh-huh. and actually my my knowledge has expanded and therefore i've got more to put bring to the table therefore i can charge more as well I made back whatever I spent on coaching tenfold and then was able to pay more for coaching. So it's just like, wow. I think people sometimes, when you've not had a coach, you don't know what you're missing out on. Mm. And then you start to realize, oh, hang on a second. This is this is the trick. Holy grail to, to, to step up another step. Well, what, what was your... Um... There, there are no mistakes in 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 getting a life, right? There, there are some stupid things that you could do, but what was the hardest thing for you to? Or what is the hardest thing that you bumped into when you worked? Wait, you, you know that you pushed out your own um, coaching program and just like, oh man, if I knew that afterwards, then that would be tremendous big step forwards. So just to clarify on your question, you mean like have I made a mistake that in my written yeah, was it? I made mistakes all the time. But like, like I said, I see there was learnings really. I think like Yeah, I mean like I said, I've made lots of mistakes, like getting up on stage and forgetting all my lines and all that stuff. But with my business, I think uh, currently the challenge I face is social media. It is. It's like, get me on the stage and I know this. Right? This is my playground. I, I like thrive in that environment because I know it. But social media for me right now is uncomfortable. Although I go and teach, right? This is uh-huh. the of it. I go and coach and run workshops for Nike and Samsung and some of the biggest brands in the world of how do you tell an effective story on social media? But bring it back to myself, the irony, I'm like, uh, put a screen in front of me. And I think I've looked into this and it's the energy because I love it when I'm like, like I say, in conversation with you, I'm feeding off your energy, right? It's an exchange and it's the same stage, you've got an audience. But when you're speaking to a screen, it can be quite sterile and feel like you don't get that feedback. You don't get that, right? You've got to bring it to the table without being over the top as well. Exactly. How do I... You know, how do people get a sense of who I am and my energy and and, and, and my authenticity, mm-hmm. but over a screen? And I think that's the layer of complexity that right now, I'm going to be honest, I, I'm figuring this out. It's it's a struggle for me too. And I really liked it that you posted it on uh, on Instagram just quite a few, few weeks back. Like, okay, I'm struggling with getting this message out in on, on this screen. 
and something that I deal with too, because I did a challenge and stuff like that, and it went, uh, you know, you got some kind of script that you want to push out. That that that's working fine, but that then all of a sudden, just like, what, you know, what do they wanna, what do they wanna hear, and how gonna do I gonna pronounce that? So when I'm coaching one on one or in my Zoom groups and stuff like that, it goes like naturally, just like. We have now like a contact and we, we can see each other in the eyes. Although my camera is there and it's really there. <laughs> you look you in the eyes. But the thing is, if you look to this black screen, there's there's no reaction. There's there's you don't know. And sometimes when you push out something like, Oh, that was I think it was quite a good message, like three likes. Yay. Sometimes when you think, Oh man, why did I push the button to to post it and just like one hundred and fifty likes? What? Yeah. I don't I know. I don't, I don't know what to do, and I don't want to be like this, uh, like the TikTok poser that I have this narrative that everybody likes, you know, and, and just do the stuff all over again and copy paste of others. I just want to be myself, you know, just get get things done. That is it. I do truly believe it's like as long as you're adding value mm -hmm. and you're positioning things in a way that you are helping. Oh, here you go, <laughs> adding value and help positioning things in a way that people know what's in it for them you know so that they, you're grabbing their attention you're like i'm here to help you and this is like super valuable and important for you that gives them a reason to keep listening to you as well and then i truly believe so there are frameworks right that you can mm -hmm. use i do think are valuable and useful because they're trialed and tested frameworks but it's like i said it's like the same as mirroring somebody who is successful but then putting your own spin on it so i truly believe yeah. that using those frameworks and then doing it your way is definitely the best way. I'm going to look at my, uh, my notes that I made. <laughs> feel like we could talk forever. Oh, absolutely. I got no time. I got no time. The only thing when I look at time is when I'm looking at my screen from a telephone and I'm mostly not aware of it because it, it's something that not, not in my dimension. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the so we talked about the storytelling and um i love what you said just like life is a is a book and you're the author and you're also the writer of the book and you're also the actor the player of that book right right and um the unique voice and brand tone i i wrote that down because there are a lot of people just like like you said, you work with Samsung, with Coca-Cola, with uh, Nike, all these brands, you know, they have this, uh, everybody knows when they see uh, the logo, this is uh, th this is Samsung, this is about Nike, and of course they got a slogan. The, yeah. the simple slogan is, let's do it. Yeah. That's it. Somebody just get do it. it. And that's my, that's a little bit of my Mickey tape, right? So my slogan is just own it. And theirs is just do it, which is funny because I've been working lots of Nike at the moment, but it's kind of like, my my thing is like, before you go and do it, you need to know what you're doing, right? Mm. So you take that ownership is that first thing that we talked about, right? Okay, yeah. hold on, things aren't working for me. I'm just going to look at this and own this. And then it's about taking the action. So that's how my just own it came about. Hmm. I got a uh, I got a thing that I tell in my in my courses is just like done. What means it to to do stuff right? Done means there, organized, 
uh, organized, um, no nonsense mm-hmm. and energy. If you put these four together, you're going to get shit done. No, just put it out. But the, 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 the thing is, if you, if you do that, and a lot of people, and I think you, you can, you can relate to that or you can resonate with that. A lot of people that, that were coaching, they know already the stuff, but they need to be triggered or they need to be, you know, okay, here's my hand. I'm going to reach it out. Now I'm going to do the stuff that you're already know that you, you know, you have to, yeah, you have to pull them. The myth, right, of coaching, because people say, oh, like, is you just going to tell me what to do? And it's like, no, 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 no. This comes from you. Like, it's all exactly. in there. I, like I said, I'm just that tour guide. I like, I just know the principles, the practices, the techniques to draw that out of you. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I sometimes, like, I'm, I'm trained in linguistics. So I'm listening to people's language constantly. And I, I sometimes I'll land on something quite early doors. And I'm like, well, oh, I wonder if that comes up for them. And normally I'm right and it comes full circle, but they've got to, it's got to come from them, right? You can't mm-hmm. tell somebody. If you tell somebody to do something, how compelling are they to go and do that, right? Not uh, no way. Yeah, if they tell me that something to do, hey, Rob, you got to do that. Uh, oh, I don't think so. Yeah, they've got to want to do it themselves. And that's the important thing. And it's that bit. It's like when I'm landing and listing people's narratives, yeah, I can pick out bits, but it's got to feel right for them. And, and that's when we're finding their golden thread and going back to the brands, right? This is what they do. This is the whole same principles, what they do. We use, I'm trained in these skills, design thinking, prototyping, how you take a concept right the way through to execution. And this is what we do. We go and actually listen to your story. Mm. I listen for the golden nuggets of information, the common denominators, and then start to, I know know what's going to land with an audience because I do this, like I said, with some of the biggest brands in the world. Mm -hmm. And I'm listening to the individual and what that is for them. And it is the same process. It's coming up with that's like, what's your one line? What's your tagline? What's your jingle? If it's a sound, is it a, you know, is it a color? What does that look like? What does that feel like? We go to, if you go and do my whole coaching process, which can be three to six months, depending on how quickly you want to get done. Mm -hmm. That's what we do for you. And we come up with at the end, you have your narrative, your package based on your objectives and what you want to achieve. Like I said, some of my clients want to do social media. Some of them want to go and just like be good at interviewing and speaking as some of them are speakers on stage. It's like really, it does look and feel very different to the individual, but at the end of it, you get your narrative. And then what I've learned is that basically we do this distillation process, right? And yeah. what we get down to is the introduction. Cause that is what everybody has to do. We all have to introduce ourselves at some point. And rubbish introductions are because people just don't know who they are. Exactly. Hi, my name's John, and I work in the IT department of X company, and I've worked here for X years. You're just using the same boring generic formula, but you're not actually showing me who you are. Mm. And what you are, it's not who you are. So how do we, and I've got this formula that I use, and it's this distillation process we have to go down to and, and get through to really understand who you are and then come up with this introduction where people are like, wow. And they're like, I feel like I know you. I, I can resonate and I relate to you. Mm-hmm. And that's when you start to make meaningful connections and relationships with people. And if we're really honest about this, 
that's what it's about, right? It's like people yeah, exactly. do business with people. And everybody loves a good story. Everyone loves a good story. It's, and, we live in one big narrative. It, 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 it's all about it's the story. <laughs> it's, it's one play that we're in. And we, we see a lot of stuff going on in this world, you know, by other people's plays. And, and we walk into them and we step out of them. But but the, the, the thing is, well, when you're going to own your own play, you, you can, just like you said, you could be the director, you could be the, the, the one that you want, but you have to step into that with confidence and knowing who you are, because otherwise you're going to lose yourself. If, if I'm going to tell a lie, if, even if it's going to be like a sales lie or pretend to be someone else that I am, that, that wouldn't hold up like one week. I'm too honest for that, first of all. But for other people... You know, they think they can do that, but guess what? It it won't turn out. You can better be prepared to face your own demons mm -hmm. and tell your flaws. Just like, okay, I'm 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 a great speaker, I think, but I speak three languages, so I can really mess it up with the language that I am now. Because yesterday I was in Germany, today I'm uh, mm -hmm. in, uh, in 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 the Netherlands, and now I'm trying to speak English, something like that. You know. But just but you just embrace it, right? Yeah. You but see, it's an opportunity because it adds beautiful layers and complexity to you. But it is, and you're right, you talk about like your plays. It's the same as I talk about books. You yeah. talk about plays. And it's it's like, that's why there's a big difference between screen actors and actors on stage, right? Because mm -hmm. actors on stage are really dramatic, aren't they? Whereas actors on screen have to make it look believable. And that's why they're paid so much more money because it is about that authenticity. And actually, we're seeing that come back around. I was just talking to one of my friends who came in for lunch the other day, who's one of the key uh, trainers for like RADA and all the big schools, the acting schools. And he was saying that it is now all about authenticity, even on stage. People are now going to the theater and they want to see more realistic musicals and theater on stage so it's the we crave authenticity so if not now when right we need to start this and start looking at ourselves and really like who are you exactly. what makes you you and how do we start to tell that story huh i so great man this great to talk to you Kay. it's really i love this i love this because it's it's something that that uh i can relate to in in, in the things that i did and also in the things that I do right now, because there's so much to learn about. Just the things that we talked about, just like we're we're barely touching the surface, right? We're going to dig deep a little bit into some some of these topics. But the thing is, if you if you uh, look at your posture, if you basically if you look yourself in the eye in the mirror and you can talk to yourself, okay, hi, I'm Rob, without you know strange faces and stuff like that. Just be confident to to tell your own name. That's the first step. Everybody has his name, which um, even if in a busy street in Manchester or whatever, if I going to uh, shout out AK, that that's your name. So maybe other people turn around that that have the same name, but you own that one. So why don't you own your own story? So exactly, it's like your name is your brand, isn't it? Mm. And then it's like the narrative that goes with that. And we know when you add a story to any brand, you can tenfold 
the revenue opportunity, it becomes more valuable. And so do you, right? So you've got your brand, your name. And then when you start to add that narrative to it, mm. it becomes, you become more valuable. Why? Because you have purpose. You have a reason to be and you're starting to add value to other people's lives through your own stories. Mm. Because people learn, right? It's like me. It's like I've been successful and you can learn from my success. I've also been less successful at all. <laughs> from that too. <laughs> and both of them, and they're the golden nuggets that I want to give back to people because I want people to be successful. I'm the number one fan and cheerleader of all of my friends, family, and clients. And and it's and that's it. It's, I, you, it's not competition. You can't compete with me because I want you to win. I want you to win. Wow. And let me give you the tools, the resources, the skills, the knowledge to be that, whatever success looks like for you, that's what's important. Mm. What is one of the uh, brands that you think that, that you think for yourself, wow, they really nailed it with the branding and with the story that they tell? Oh, that is a good question. So I think there's a couple here that I work with. I would say Apple and Nike, right? But Apple, let's talk about Apple because, like, they just, yeah, right? They just, it's a lifestyle. It's yeah. not, they don't sell, they do, right? They, yeah, okay, they manufacture hardware. But you look at their ads, it's not about, they used to do ads like that. They used to do the sexy phone and glossy. And then when we started talking to them, they actually were like, you know, I'm not taking all the credit for this, right? but they are very good storytellers. And they start to lean into the emotion. And that's what it's all about. We're emotive beings. We on emotion mm -hmm. then they actually started to sell that lifestyle based on not just this sexy glossy phone but what does that mean for you how does that change your life by having one of these things right well, how does that improve your life and take your pain away and turn it into pleasure and that's what it's about so there i do think you know both nike and, and apple i get to work with and are extremely good storytellers in that because it's more about the why rather than the what and it's what we're talking about right rather than the what i am i'm a businesswoman i'm a female i'm a whatever they're just labels mm -hmm. and if we take the labels away who am i what's the why what's my purpose what's my why mm -hmm. and that's what people are compelled when i start talking about my mission to help heal people and transform their lives That's when people are like, yeah, love it. Tell exactly. me more. When I start talking about, oh, the business, the, you know, it's not that, it's not compelling. It's not the same. No, exactly. And that's something that, that people should be aware of. There are a lot of people that look completely different to you because of the perspective they have of you. You know, the, 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 the first, the first thing where you, where you, where you got in a, uh, in a room that they have just like, I don't know what's called in English, but where you get in a room, the, fir the first, first like, thought or the first impression impression yeah 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 and you can you you could shave your head have a nice puff, puffy moment a, ni a nice suit and stuff like that if, if somebody has something like oh my god another bald hairy with a beard i don't <laughs> yeah, that you know you're you're done but if you then if you then speak up to the rest and say okay i'm the probably the third one today with a beard and a bald head but let me tell you your my story and all of us You got it. Don't judge a book by its cover. That's what That's they say, isn't it? That's do it. Not, do not between read. Uh, do not read between the lines. 
That's it. God, we've got so many book analogies here. And do you know what's so ironic? Because I talk about this, like ripping up the rule book. Your, you know, your life is like a book. You're the author. It's like everything for me is a narrative and a story because it's like, I love story time. When I was mm. little, it's where it all comes from. I love sitting around reading and, and being told stories, which is like really ironic, right? Because actually I find reading really difficult. <laughs> I find I'm dyslexic. And it's something that I've always really struggled with. But I think that this is like going back to that lasting point, which is like doing things in a way that makes sense for you. So now I listen to audiobooks. I found a way that makes sense for me. So I still get to learn and continue like I pledge to lifelong learning. I still get to do that learning, mm-hmm. but just for a, a different means that makes sense to me authentically. Exactly. Well, Three or four years back, I was only listening to music, you know, just like my own music on Spotify and stuff like that. Nowadays, it's just podcasting, just like information or great stories and stuff like that. You just, I can't read a book because my intention, my attention span is just like five minutes and then I see a squirrel. Oh, oh, what was that light about? You know, (laughs) just got, um, but, but audiobooks, it's so great. I can drive my car. Uh, do my thing with work and just like, okay, oh, I want to know more about Kate. I'm going to jump into Spotify. What podcasts are, are, are been made with Kate so I can get into that stuff or want to get into uh, Giants or want to get into coffee, whatever. And that's it. It's so great because you can do two things at the same time. When you read, you have to sit down and you have to concentrate and stuff like that. Mm. That's something that is resonating with me, concentrating and stuff like that. <laughs> no, absolutely. You're more about theater, then you have to listen, right? Then you, yeah, exactly. You have to sit down and you have to be in the in the in the in the mood, of course. Um, and there's something too because, what you said in the beginning, when you enter um, uh, a big audience, and they all pumped up, you know, there was a speaker just before you that announced you just, like, and here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, ready to rumble. K Monday. And you come on stage like, okay. <laughs> you know that you know that you 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 need to be fed up. You need that that music pumping in your head, just like, okay, when am I gonna get up? Uh go, go on stage just like all right, this is the great song, and then oh, you're on, okay. And then you go for it, and then you're all already in that in that vibe and that frequency and i think when you speak them the first lines then you know it's okay you know i'm glad you were listening because these were my points earlier right listen to music get into state start simple so i'm glad you've been listening rob it's been great speaking with you (laughs) yeah great speaking to you too and just like we said it's a long time it's like four years or something like that yeah there's lots of change but still the same us right exactly it's still you but it just you might just have a different name for the people (laughs) that listen to the podcast there's someone shining from the uk here in 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 my screen that's Kay. she she's shining beautiful woman and she she has a lot of knowledge about what she says about the, the coaching of people talking to you know talk your story like a storytelling and um, international speaker. I mean, that that's something she's really proud of, of course. And um, I got also, I don't, don't, don't want to cut, cut us off, but I got 
10 questions for my guests, always. Okay. I know you're a little bit prepared. Two. A little bit, a little bit prepared, right? Let me see, where, where do we got them? Uh, right here, here, here. And they're probably, we can talk for hours, Kate. We could, I'm sure we could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But there's, probably there's a manager looking just like, Kate, come on, out of five <laughs> minutes, I'll wrap it up. <laughs> Luckily, we're out of hours, but I will need to go to the bathroom at some point because I've drank a lot of water. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got 10 questions for you. Okay, What's your sure. favorite color? Yellow, definitely. Sunflower yellow. Oh, sunflower. Oh, wow. Sunflower yellow or sunset yellow. Can't decide, actually, but yellow. Favorite music? Although sometimes I don't like to admit this, my guilty pleasure is country music. Oh. oh I, I like all music, to be fair. Apart from heavy metal, it doesn't really resonate with me. However, country music is my guilty pleasure. Hmm. What's your favorite uh, movie or series? See, I don't have, I don't really watch TV. However, so I'd have to go into movies. I think I'm a, I'm a sucker for a love story. So I would say Pretty Woman was one of my first favorite films, or Moulin Rouge. Moulin, oh, they were more musical, right? Both prostitutes. So I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> <laughs> Just realized that common denominator there, but yeah, there we go. Anyway, moving swiftly on. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's your favorite book? I would go with Seven Habits of Highly Effective People or Atomic Habits, right? So again, mm. well, something about habits. and Something about habits, right? So, yeah, that's what makes us who we are, right, is our habits. So getting that right is important. Uh, what's your favorite beverage or drink? I'd say good cup of tea at the moment. Good cup of tea. Yes, well, with the milk in it or without? Oh, I'm a no milker. I'm oh, good. free. Well, you're not you're not a baby, right? You don't drink milk. No, I'm dairy free, hundred percent. Good. What's your favorite food, Kate? Ooh, I'd have to say Thai food. Spicy. Yes. You've been to Thailand? I have. I have. Love Asia. Wow. Uh, what kind of clothing you like to wear the most? Oh, my default is anything black, as you can tell, but I'm mm -hmm. trying to get more colorful. Um, but I do love a good new pair of shoes, I'd say. You know when you wear a, put on a new pair of shoes and you just it makes you feel good? Well, what kind of shoes? Because a pair of shoes could be... you. The sneakers or high heels or boots? Or... Well, I would say, yeah, boots or boots. trainers. Wow, I can't decide. Boots or trainers. Okay. That's... Uh, what's your favorite holiday destination? I love India. It's my favorite country in the world. Confirmed this past Christmas where I went out and visited again. I love it. Love that photo where you were. <laughs> right? Yeah. But well, we need that too, right? With everything we do, when we can be so enthusiastic, sometimes you just need to calm down, sit down, and just enjoy the being of yourself. Yes, amen. And then uh, last two questions, sir. Okay. What's your favorite quote? It has to be that, right? It has to be, your life's a book, 
you are the author. Why not make it a story worth telling or retelling? And uh, what's your life's motto? And again, feeding back into what we've said, it's like everything and everyone is my teacher. I can learn something from everybody and I love it. It doesn't matter who you are. Mm-hmm. I um, just love people's stories because I'm constantly like fascinated by the things that people have experienced and done. And, and that just keeps me learning and growing mm. and, and bettering myself. So, yeah, that I had to learn that. I had to learn that to think not just like I, I'm superior or something like that. Not, not, not stuff like that. But th- this eight-year-old comes to me and she had this strawberries, right? Mm. And she came to me and just like, she popped them in and I said, hey, what about a green? She said, that's vitamin C. What? <laughs> so I looked it up just like me, you know, what can I eat? Well, I looked it up just like, but you can eat that. Wow. There you go. Just like, and, and just like an apple. You know the people that have the apple that, that, that that's going to be uh, thick and then a little bit, then they throw it away? Yeah. Nowadays, when I eat the apple, I only have the stick left. Same. I'm a stick person too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like this is it, right? It's like, surely in life, if I think about the things that I want most, it's like freedom. You see? Love. And expansion. I just want to like grow and learn and expand. And the only way I'm going to do that is with others. We can't do that on our own. No, no. And uh, that's something that I, that, that really resonated with me when Brian Rose said on the business accelerator, you can go far by yourself, but you go much farther with the right people and still finding them. I still have now a, a little, a, few people around me and the, the most of the things I do by myself which is quite handleable takes a lot of time but it gives me so much energy so that's you know yeah. it's no question about it but y- you will find the people that uh, are having the same passion with the same mindset and you have to be very uh, honest and very clear with your communication towards them you know, what's happening, what's your next step, what's your vision, all that stuff, what's your mission? You know, I want to help people. How do you want to help people? Well, I want to help people with getting the, their stuff done, you know, stuff like that. And that's and, it. Uh, you got to keep on doing the things even when it takes more time, but don't stop while you're doing it, no matter what. That's one of my things that I'm never going to do. I'm never going to stop doing right. the things because you just... Keep going. That's it. It's doing a little bit each day makes a difference. And doing the hard things like we've talked about makes all the difference. And like you said, it's like, how do we bring people on that journey? And how do we keep growing and learning? It's I'm glad we come full circle with this, but it's communication. So thank you so much. I'm so grateful. So lovely to see you. Yeah. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. Thank you very much. Same to you, Kay. I'm going to put your links in the show description so people can look you up. Thank you very much for hopping on my podcast. And I got to adjust my camera because it's really how it's really strange how I look (laughs) to because when I look here, I see I see this uh, the the lights popping on my and I can't see you because I'm looking in the camera. So but that's that's that's, we'll sort out. 
Thank you very much. We're going to keep in contact uh, as soon as I have it edited and put it on Spotify, Apple Music, and all the stuff. I'm going to send you a link, and I wish you a brilliant yeah. weekend, Kay. Thank you so much. So lovely to see you. Enjoy your weekend. Okay, thank you. Bye. Running for all my life With the devil on my heels He wasn't always kind And he couldn't fulfill my dreams I'm running for all my life With the devil on my heels He wasn't always kind And he couldn't fulfill my dreams He's a pain in the ass Black as a night Show me the light and hold me tight.